deep in the rich prairie country of southern Iowa, and buried beneath and around Lake Bender lies the forgotten town of Queen City. Let's explore the underwater ghost towns of Iowa. Hello and welcome to another Midwest Ghost Town podcast. My name is Deanne Klein, and I'm your host, your history enthusiast, and your ghost town and abandoned history adventurer. And like we say on this channel, let's keep history alive. And one way we can certainly do that is by talking about it. Making this podcast and, of course, videos as well. We are trying for Mondays and Fridays. However, sometimes the research and delays on gathering footage and editing might delay. But we are certainly striving to upload once or twice a week. We just finished a three-part series, Tornado Ghost Towns. And if you haven't had a chance to either listen or watch those videos, I will post them above. If you're interested, go check it out. It's definitely fascinating history, tragic, and sad at the same time, as we went into several tornado ghost towns. But today, we are introducing a brand new series, Underwater Ghost Towns of Iowa. And this is an interesting topic because first off, the entire topic of submerged ghost towns is not a new topic. In fact, as I was gathering research, I learned that underwater ghost towns or submerged ghost towns have actually existed for many, many years. Whether that was due to tide shifting and a seaport being swallowed by the sea or the creation of a man-made lake submerging a town. And we hear this story often with the creation of lakes, flood prevention, irrigation and water supply. And I know there are countless stories of this happening in both Nebraska, North Dakota, and Illinois, in fact, Illinois has an interesting story surrounding river ghost towns, specifically the story of Grigsport's landing along the Illinois River and following the levees put into place to control the flooding. The flood flooding simply caused the town to disappear and become completely abandoned. There's a story of the creation of the Quinine Reservoir, which was created to supply water to the Boston, Massachusetts area. But to form this reservoir, four towns were disincorporated. And this happened back in 1938. So the ghost towns of Dana, Enfield, Greenwich, and Prescott. So in other words, those ghost towns were created. There were stories in almost every state about this topic. I know this doesn't play in fact as much as myth as possibly fantasy, but the entire storyline, for example, of the lost city of Atlantis. Right? In other words, a ghost town. Underwater ghost town. And it wasn't just lakes and oceans, but the changing of the rivers, like the story I just shared in Illinois, and the creation of dams and levees to control flooding and river flow ultimately drowned some river towns and created river ghost towns. So the topic is definitely intriguing. There's a book that I'm interested in reading which shifts away from the Midwest but still looks like a fantastic read. This is Underwater Ghost Towns of North Georgia by Lisa Russell. So we might come back at some point, visit more details from that book, but this goes to show, even in the South, stories of underwater ghost towns and stories of underwater ghost towns in the Carolinas. And the list goes on and on. But I thought for this series, let's really focus in on underwater ghost towns in Iowa. And believe it or not, the stories are there. Today we're going to dive 
a little deeper into a story that has almost been forgotten. I might even call it the Atlantis of Iowa, mainly because there just isn't a lot of details about the town, believe it or not. Let's take a look at Queen City, Iowa. I had just finished my first video in a series I had been working on with some of the ghost towns across the Midwest, and I had a subscriber reach out to me telling me the story of his great-grandfather. Listen to his story. My great-grandfather was born in Queen City in Adams County, Iowa, which is under the waters of Lake Bender, just northwest of Corning. In fact, they moved the stones of the cemetery, but not the graves, onto the higher ground where the campground is now, and I haven't been able to find out much about Queen City. Maybe you'll have better luck. So just a little backstory here and what the subscriber was talking about. So back um, when they were digging Lake Bender for the water supply of Corning, they accidentally dug up about 200 graves that they found at the bottom of the lake. And in doing so, they discovered that there was the forgotten town of Queen City. So this, of course, came into the subscriber story for me to look into this. And here's what I found. Queen City was officially platted in October 1857 after three men purchased 262 acres from Samuel Larimer. Now Samuel Larimer was the first postmaster in Queen City in 1858, and the town shared a post office with the nearby commune of Icaria. The town began to grow and the population peaked around 150 in 1860. It had a general store, a drugstore, a doctor's office, and two hotels. But Queen City began to fade into history as nearby Corning, which was two miles to the southwest, when Corning began to grow, first by establishing a local railroad stop in 1869, and later the county seat by 1872. Queen City still had a gentle presence about it as a small, peaceful farm village. But it eventually became an abandoned as the township name even changed to Prescott in 1873 and then disappeared altogether, never to be heard from again by March of 1885. The story of Queen City could be read in local books about Iowa's history and more from the Icaria Commune, but it was the newspapers and the letters from the Civil War turning up through history reminding people of its old existence. Still, not enough to bring its memory to full existence until Lake Bender was created as a water supply for nearby Corning. The lake was dug, and during the digging, tombstones and estimated 200 grave sites were discovered. The remains of the graves were moved to a new location just north of the lake where a monument was built marking the town. And the historical marker read, This hillside is the resting place of possible 200 inhabitants of Queen City of this area, a town of the early 1800s. Because of the adversity they were not heralded, yet giving their all, the fruits of their labor, their losses, their destiny to Adams County 
and its posterity, because they're here, they need not be forgotten. Signed, Corning Civic Department, 1980. So let's stop for a second and talk about Queen City. First and foremost, not much could be found. There were historical sources found from census records where more information could be found about Queen City. Iowa historical books would mention it, but there would never be anything like pages of information about Queen City or paragraphs. In fact, a lot of times it would just be in a simple sentence or two where it would just mention Queen City. It was almost like Queen City was simply forgotten. There wasn't much. I couldn't find pictures, and I thought being towards the end of the 1800s, there might be a photograph or two of a building or some people, but my research dried up. What was even more telling to me is that some friends of mine who were working with the county uh, recently in Corning, that the history of the area with Queen City wasn't brought up, even though There isn't much to be said anymore about Queen City. It's sad that over 200 people were discovered buried beneath the waters of the lake and there's nothing to tell or share of their stories. Now, maybe I can be proven wrong, and I certainly hope so, that someone has more research and information and can start sharing those details because through those buried and through the connections of the past, Queen City has an importance somewhere and Iowa ties for someone's genealogy, and maybe a story that unlocks more about the surrounding area's history. So let's talk about that surrounding area history at this time, because it's really important. It kind of paints a bigger picture of what's going on, not only in Corning, but the history of Queen City. And this is really key historically to what is going on in and around Adams County. And this was the arrival and the development of the Icarian Commune. Basically, communism in Iowa. The Icarian Commune, what was it? This was a movement started by Etienne Cabet in 1840, author of the book Travels in Icari. This told of an imaginary land of Icaria where all the people were happy, all were equal, and now at that time, this entire topic was hitting Paris, France in a firestorm. France has historically always been a country to spark change, and revolutions are nothing new to the country of France. The revolutions were not a new concept, and particularly in this case, the revolutions of 1830 and 1848. Now, I'm not trying to just throw a bunch of names and numbers and years at you to lose you here. So just let's bring this down and let's talk about these revolutions. This is a social and political discontent sparking these revolutions in France at this time, specifically the years 1830 and 1848, which in turn inspired revolts in other parts of Europe. Workers lost their jobs, bread prices rose, and people accused the government of corruption, and the French revolted and set up a republic. And this whole thing basically catapulted Cabet's ideas to come to fruition. And in 1847, Cabet put together a group 
ready to sail to America from France where they could be free to live as they wished. A dream of making I carry a reality. Making a long story short, Cabet did come over during that time frame of those revolutions that were happening. Cabet takes this group of Icarians and they set sail for the U.S. Now, speeding the process up, in 1857, that group eventually split into separate groups. And one of those groups, about a group of 40 members, crossed the Mississippi River and headed westward into Iowa and formed a new colony near Corning, Iowa. They believed they found the most ideal home, where a lonely prairie isolated them from the outside world and they could live in peace to farm. Now, this is where things veered off course a little bit because around the 1870s, you think about what happens in time. The younger generation comes up, they have disagreements, and that's exactly what happened here. Some of the younger Icarians were starting to question some of the older leaders' ideas. And the colony eventually split in 1878, forming something called New Icaria, and it quietly passed away by 1898. And it was later written by the historian Charles Guide. Icaria died neither of poverty nor strife, but simply of old age. The faithful had grown old and the younger generation had not come along. So what's the point of talking about Icaria and the Icarian commune? Well, looking at the year when the Icarians came into Iowa and settled near Corning was around the same years that Queen City was platted. And I can't help but ponder the relationship between the two communities. And if there was a little crossover, maybe a couple of the Icarians had left a group, they certainly worked together, and they cooperated together, and they shared a post office and a postmaster. Again, this isn't fact by, by any stretch of the imagination, but simply speculation on my part, and a question. Maybe, maybe not. One thing is for sure, though. There just wasn't a lot of information about Queen City. Now today, if you travel into Corning, Iowa, home of the famous night show host of The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, you can travel a couple of miles northeast of the town and you can visit the cemetery, especially the small rock monument that commemorates the finding of Queen City and the grave sites of the 200. And we can remember that once there is now water, used to stand a town. Now a ghost town underwater, or at least part of the town. Of course, Iowa has more stories involving underwater ghost towns, and we'll dive into more stories with our part two and three of the podcast episodes, Underwater Ghost Towns of Iowa. I hope you get a chance to follow along next week. We'll take a deeper dive into the creation of Lake Red Rock down by Pella in Knoxville, Iowa, where six towns were swallowed up by the reservoir that was created. Red Rock, Cordova, Dunrith, Rousseau, Fifield, and Coalport. Looking at those towns, there's going to be a lot of stories that can be bring forth. It's a fascinating story, and there's still quite a few around that remember those towns and will bring their stories to tell. There is a history to be told here at Midwest Ghost Town, whether it's through this podcast or any of the set videos. 
We have the top five ghost towns of Illinois coming out later this week, and of course, we believe in having a discussion about the past and keeping history alive here on this channel. By not only telling the stories of the towns and abandoned places, but trying to uncover the stories of the people that live there. We hope you continue to follow along. This is Midwest Ghost Town.